You may have hoodwinked everyone else in this backwater town, but you can't fool me. I listen to public radio. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and joining us today, this morning, is the incomparable Alex Houston. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn Opelika Mechaplex and around the world. However, you may be joining us today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio, listening to us on Weagle 91.1 FM, if you're listening to us through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or if you are tuning in after the fact on our plethora of podcasts, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley-based WEGL studios here in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a chilly 47 degrees and overcast on this fine Tuesday morning, we welcome you into Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere buenos dias or bon matinee, a good old-fashioned good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you feeling today to be back? I haven't seen you since the last show, so uh, we got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, feeling good, as usual, a little tired, how, how I usually am on these shows. But good to be back. School's been a blast so far, and it's great to be back over the radio waves. Oh, yeah. The the vibes are good, and we're uh, happy to share you with them. So uh, we will continue to roll on with um, our good friend Alex, who is joining us today. Alex, do you, how are you doing this fine Tuesday morning? Are you excited to be back? Um, I'm excited to be back. I'm very looking forward to this uh, episode of the show. I'm not still recovered from Saturday. I think I'm still perpetually cold, but still excited to be here. You're like ah, Kramer. Yes. Well, we'll... Uh, we'll uh, We'll be sure to dive into that here shortly as uh, many escapades <laughs> transpired Alex this weekend. Hot tub. <laughs> at this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next hour you feel so inclined to ask us a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you would like to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. You can also send us a tweet at cdiscau, that is at c-d-i-s-c-a-u, the premier home on Twitter for Auburn's uh, student-run radio station. Uh, and we will be sure to get back to you with your questions, comments, concerns, and what have you. So with all that being said, to honor the, uh, the late, great Jared Dillard, we will jump right into the show today. And I think uh, we need to address the elephant in the room, or should I say the tiger in the room? Yes, as, very nice, um, very nice. Uh, if, you'll, uh, if, you, if you were not hiding under a rock yesterday, you may have heard the news that at 11 a.m. Central Time Sharp, your Auburn Tigers, for the first time in history, are ranked atop the AP poll, and rightfully so, I think, as the, uh, the holdout uh, beat riders from Kansas City finally got uh, sh- shaken awake by the performance the Tigers had on Saturday as, and not only are they ranked number one in the country, they've also taken down yet another ranked opponent on the way as they defeated number 12 Kentucky in Auburn Arena at a noon tip on CBS on Saturday. So vibes are high out of the men's basketball program as they have climbed to the top of the AP poll for the first time in school history. I don't know if shaken awake is the term I would use. More like Ken Palm adjusted their rankings, put Auburn at five, and then certain beat riders in Kansas City hit control C on their collective computers and just plugged it right in because that's what happened it's the exact I mean that, that that's the reality it's his his defense was I use a variety of systems but it's just the Ken Palm rankings with mild adjustments Ken Palm is Auburn is five in Ken Palm Auburn is five in that voters ballot for the AP poll but the reality is I think Auburn should have been number one a week ago but everybody knew if they beat another very good team, another ranked team in Kentucky that did not drop a spot after this loss to Auburn, which lets you know what the what voters think of Auburn, then, yeah, they were going to be number one. And that's why that game was so hyped up, because it essentially was the battle for number one, more or less. What's the reasoning behind putting Auburn number five? 
Um, okay, so he um, he posted an AL.com went to the guy last week and interviewed him, and his reasoning that he explained why Auburn was ninth last week, which is mind-boggling, to be quite honest. I don't know how that could be nine. Um, was that he uses a variety of systems such as the Ken Palm analytical rankings and other systems that I'm not very familiar with. I know Ken Palm's the most popular, and then ranks them fr- from that based on the knowledge that he gains from those. And Ken Palm is very metric-based rankings, so that's more of a question of people who understand Ken Palm a lot more than I do because I don't know exactly. Yeah, it but, favors Gonzaga, who can beat all their conference opponents by four. Because Ken Palm, Ken Palm avoids going based on resume. That's kind of part of Ken Palm's gimmick. Because no. Auburn, Auburn has the best resume in college basketball at this current point. They've beaten so many ranked teams. Their one loss, mind you, came to a UConn team that shot the lights out. They shot 60% from three that game. And that was also without Alan Flanagan and in Walker Kessler's beginning of his Auburn career, which he's improved incredibly over the past month and a half. I think we all know that. So even Two months, I mean. So that's kind of as far as I understand to be the reasoning. But, I mean, they deserve it. And they're number one for the first time in 116 years. Yes, it does not matter now what Jesse Newell thinks because – Auburn has uh, overcome all obstacles to take care of business and get to the top of that poll. Absolutely. All right, yeah, the men's team is in action today as they will be traveling over to COMO, Columbia, Missouri, to take on the Tigers of Missouri tonight at 7.30 p.m. That is going to be on, I believe, SEC Network. Um, So if you're interested in watching the Tigers, probably the only – one of the few road trips I will not be making uh, to to watch our Tigers this season. Understandable, as, as um, the the SEC school asterisk of Missouri hosts the uh, the Auburn Tigers. Um, so that is the Auburn men's basketball team is in action today. The ladies team is in action at home. If you are cannot get enough Auburn basketball, you can come support the ladies team in Auburn Arena tonight. Free admission if you're a student to come and sit in the student section. Promise there won't be a big line for this one. Um, you, you should be able to walk right in at tip and uh, watch the Auburn Tigers take on the Lady Vols of Tennessee tonight. So that will be an exciting matchup if you would like to see some more Auburn basketball. And that is what's uh, going on in the hoops world. Um, We'll move on to... Jack, I got a question for you while we're on hoops. Hit it. Have you been to Mizzou? I have not been to Mizzou. Um, Do you plan on ever going? I know you want to hit all the SEC schools. Yeah, I really regret when I was a freshman back in 2017, um, if you want to go into ancient history... Um, Auburn did play up in Missouri as their rotating East opponent um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for football, and I did not make it up there for that one because I wasn't really um, traveling for games just quite yet. And that's a big, pretty big regret of mine. I would have liked to have gone to Missouri, especially you know uh, for a nice uh, crisp autumn football game. But that is one of the uh, few SEC schools I have not been to yet, along with um, I want to say it's just Kentucky now. Kentucky and Tennessee and Vanderbilt are the only, uh, along with Missouri, the ones I've not been to. Planning on going to Tennessee later on in the season. Auburn plays uh, a road game in Thompson Bowling up in Rocky Top Mm. later on in the year. They believe at the end of February. And my good, uh, my my cousin, who's a good friend of mine, he goes to Tennessee. So we might be hanging out in Knox, Vegas later on this season. So you were not there when uh, the. Uh, three-pointer by, I think it was Turbo, ended the entire world. I was not. I'll, that's tell, right. you, I'll tell you who was there. Uh, one, Jacob Hillman. Yes, exactly. Oh, so. that, that, that's Ooh. how I know the story. I, like, I, know, I've, I was wondering if you were there to witness uh, the end times. Yeah, that, that, that was one, uh, one, one that I did not make it to. So, uh, Missouri is, is somewhere I'd like to get to eventually, but, you know, it's a Tuesday. Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah. It's how, a, how long is that drive? It's Eight a, hours? No, more worse. So. I think... Remember when we went to Arkansas? Let me. Yes. Let it's me, like four more than that. Because let me see. It's Columbia, Missouri. Let me do the. Uh, yeah. Alex I, doing the math in his yeah, head. Yeah, right I will now. say our. Oh, I can't do the. He, he's he's walking. He's walking the little thing on the map. You know what, Davis? What are those things called? Like a sextant. Is that what it's called? Like where you like? Oh like, no. where, You know you know how oh. Captain Jack does. Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I will. It's a, a, it's a compass. It's a, yeah, it? it's a compass. Even though yeah. a compass is also the. It's like mm-hmm. you have that in geometry class to make perfect circles. There you go. 
Um, I will say our good oh. our good friend Blake, who is the president of the Alabama Crimson Tide student section over in T Town. He, uh, as part of Crimson Chaos, has I think been to every Alabama road game, including as far away as Seattle um, when they took Jeez. on Gonzaga. Um, but I think he did go to Columbia um, to watch the the Tide up there. He's also been down to Florida. So uh, we're uh, we're we're making. We're stopping at a lot of Love's Truck Stops this season. That's all I'll say. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, so it's 11 hours. Yeah. And if you fly from Columbus, Georgia, it's still seven hours, apparently. Might as well just drive at that it's point. Like oh, wait, that's, that's round trip seven hours, I think. Yeah, it's like they mind. don't want you to go. So, yeah. We, it's in Missouri. We drove up to Branson, Missouri from Mobile, and it was probably the most miserable drive of my entire life. The so. Arkansas drive, while beautiful at times, was pretty... Yeah. Pretty formidable for me. Real, oh my gosh, there was I, nothing yeah. to see. Real, I did not real, realize real, Fayetteville was all the way over there. Real, real oh. scenic back of your eyelids, Davis. Oh, I didn't fall. I didn't sleep as much as you'd think. Yeah. on the way back, that's a different story. Traditionally, our favorite way to pass time during uh, trips to Arkansas or Missouri. Ninety-nine bottles. No, nope. I was gonna say bottles of milk on the wall. I was gonna say you just count up the roadkill. You'd be surprised how many you would see. My brother uh, and his girlfriend just went to Arkansas over Christmas break, and they counted up 256 different varieties of roadkill in only, in, and then the one round trip. So you know, I don't think we saw that much Yeesh. roadkill. Well, it depends. I guess we were going on the back roads because hey, it was everywhere. I wasn't looking. I'll put it <laughs> that's, that way. That's a we fair were listening point. to comedy things, and I was sleeping. That's a fair point. We were just trying to get by. Uh, all right, so yeah, going on around the world, and by world I mean the United States in college football, there was some interesting action last night, including um, if you watched uh, the oh, we're on ESPN last night, you might have seen Texas Tech take Kansas to double overtime, but the tortillas were not able to pull off the upset as KU takes that one. In the Fieldhouse by 394-91, to 91. Uh, UVA puts on some padded defensive performance in the ACC as they take down Louisville 64-52, to 52. and it was a sparse action because it was just a Monday night after all, but Arizona State did not come up against USC, 15th ranked USC, who took care of business against the Sun Devils 78-56 to 56 at home in Los Angeles. Over in the NBA, your score report, Cleveland defeats the Knicks 95-93. New Orleans takes care of the Pelicans 117-113. Uh, the best team in the East, Chicago Bulls, defeats OKC by 1, 111-110. And out West, the Phoenix Suns continue their dominance 115-109 over the Utah Jazz. So that is what's happening in hoops. If you got something you want to share about the Auburn Tigers and their meteoric rise at number one in the poll, or if you have a fun story from going to a game, road or away, you'd like to share with us, you can send us a tweet at CDiscAU, or you can give us a call, 334-844-9345, and we'd love to hear from you. But with that, we're going to head to a quick break, and when we come back, oh my, we've got, uh, Alex is going to tell us all about what happened in not Pearlville, not Jungle City, but I believe Jungle Village. Jungle is Village, what, uh, is, is, it seems to be the favorite right now. Is the now. moniker we're going with. So all that and more coming up next on Compact Discourse. So do not go anywhere. We'll be right back with some more of Auburn's favorite morning show right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex and Davis. we got a lot going on, so do not go anywhere. Keep it right here on 91.1. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. It is 16 minutes past the hour on January 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Jack Hard, joining alongside Alex and Davis here on this fine Tuesday morning. Let's jump right in to your weather for today. Right now in Auburn, Alabama, it's 46 degrees and cloudy. Your, uh, hold on, I forgot how to do this. Uh, your morning temp is 51, and your afternoon temp is going to be 56 degrees. Looks like the rain has uh, shied away a little bit. We might get some here in the morning, but the afternoon looks like it's dried up after uh, the uh, predictions this morning. Your overnight temp tonight is 38, so if you're planning on going out to uh, enjoy some activities tonight, please bundle up and plan accordingly. Sun is going to set at 5.08 p.m., and uh, yeah, 
we get some rain, it's going to be here in the morning. So if you're heading to a 9, 10, 11 a.m. class, be sure to pack a raincoat, your hydrophobic pants, or however you deal with the rain here in Auburn. If you're uh, making a hike around campus, um, looks like the clouds are going to stick around all day long. And we can look forward to some sunny skies tomorrow as the highs will climb up to 55 degrees and the sunshine will return for the rest of the week before it cools off this weekend. Looks like 41 on Saturday, so plan accordingly if you are going to be standing in the line for the Oklahoma game. And uh, speaking of standing in the line, we will get to that here in a minute, but that was your Auburn weather update here on 91.1. With that, we did have some uh, feedback during the break from one Jacob Goins, beloved member of WEGL. Thank you for tuning in, Jacob. He said that the drive from Birmingham to Kansas City, Missouri and back for the Elite Eight was one of the worst drives he's ever made. 90% of the state of Missouri is, is, is the drive. So I imagine that's how it feels. Um, I'm not big fans of Missouri or Arkansas, it seems like. I no do want to go to either of them. I would like to go to St. Louis one day. St. Louis is great, yeah. I've been one time. Yeah. I knew um, Jacob Hillman uh, during the the run to the Final Four, I think drove to, in one calendar, not even calendar year, uh, like a three-month span, drove to St. Louis, Kansas City, and Omaha, Nebraska, and back. Um, Good Lord. Yeah. And I I think uh, was coming back from uh, St. Louis, he arrived back in Auburn at about 7 in the morning and stumbled into the Weagle Studios and hopped right on the extra point. So That's a machine. There's some dedication that you yeah. can't argue with right there. Worst drive we ever had, we spent 36 hours in total in the car, and my dad claims he does not remember driving back for the last two hours. So I'm not really Get sure. hypnosis. I'm not really sure what happened there, but wow. I'm concerned. Wow. Not ideal. If you ever forget how large America is, just drive across, two, just go two states just over. Just go two states and you realize this is awful, more or less. It, uh, it bends the mind. Where'd y'all go 36 hours away? So we went up to Cincinnati for my cousin's wedding. Then oh, yeah. in this drive, our genius plan was to get some college visits for me in because it was over the summer. So we drove across to Washington, D.C. to visit American University and GW, then drove down to Chapel Hill and Durham to visit Duke in North Carolina, and then drove back to Dolphin Island, which was roughly oh, 36 hours. Why'd you? Why was Dolphin Island your end? It was the summer, I guess. Well, okay, actually, no. It was we went we went to Mobile, and my dad at like three in the morning is like, "I'm going to drive to Dolphin Island." I was like, "It's a horrible idea. I'm going to bed." So I went to bed. Crazy. But you know, Chris likes the beach. What can I say? Craziness. What can I say? Um, yeah, that was that was a lot Old of fun. Old man though. in his soup. It, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I'd rather take a plane at that point. Yeah. Well, the a problem the problem is the problem is it was it was seven of us. So like, I take a ticket plane expensive. Alone. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, but, you know, mm. I, w- I would have to pay for it myself, and I wasn't exactly having funds at the time. Jack, I know you're a, you're a driver. I'm a driver. So let's say, hypothetically, they were able to build a bridge across the Atlantic. <laughs> would, you, would you drive to Europe? Okay. Yeah, like, okay. you, were just, you just happen to be in D- you like you're up in D.C. or wherever the bridge may be. Let's say it's in Atlanta. Like no, a, I'd be in D.C. Atlanta's I know not, Atlanta's was, not close enough to the coast. I understand. I mean, like it around, like in Georgia, so you can just hop over from Atlanta. Would you drive to Europe? Um, or would you Would you still fly? There, let it. Let, there's like those like little hotels and gas stations along the way the bri- of the bridge, even though the bridge would be insanely long. I think that might be like a you do it once type of trip. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be frequently chomping at the bit to. <laughs> How long would that drive be? I'm about to calculate it right now. Like 30 hours? No, so that, more than that. So that is 4,000. So I did from Savannah, Georgia to Madrid, Spain. That's not the – Madrid's in the middle of Spain. Uh-huh. So you, could, you could go to some place in Portugal, certainly. But from Savannah to Madrid, because Savannah's on the coast, 4,210 miles, which means if you go about 80 miles let's say an 70, hour. Let's say 70. That's the speed limit. Let's say 70. Well, nobody um, goes yeah, 70, but well, all right. Yeah. 75. I feel like it would be like from Boston to Lisbon, because that's like a straight shot. Okay. Yeah, okay. I forgot how low America that's, that's is. That's 3,200 miles. And then, so that would, be, that would be greater than driving from Boston to Portland, Oregon, mm. by about mm, 500 miles. That's 45 hours in the car. Okay, so a few days, depending on how, how, how frequent, you, frequent you stop. Would you but do like, it? don't do it. I'd I'd fly still. Um, well, yeah, I do. I I have heard of something that's comparable to that, which is driving from um, 
Driving from Perth, Australia, back to Adelaide. Is Australia that big? Australia's giant. Australia is yeah, it's probably even worse than Arkansas. And that is that's thir- I imagine that's, so. that's thirty hours. And if you if you just want to drop the little yellow guy on anywhere on that route, it's nothing. It is nothing. And when Maybe I say kangaroo. nothing, it's not like when we were in Arkansas and we had to go like an extra ten miles to find a bathroom. Like it's it's actually nothing. A few a, a, a snake. A snake here, a spider there, a kangaroo, hitherto. The, nice, Davis. So, would you rather drive across Australia or drive to Europe? Um, I'd rather fly to both. Well, let's say in planes have become extinct how, somehow. How would that happen? Well, I, this is, like I said earlier, it's hypothetical. And, anti-plane legislation, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. good heavens. Uh, I mean, I, I think Australia. Mm. I yeah. mean, depends on how well-populated said bridge is. In terms of hotels and gas stations and the like, it'd be pretty good. But the issue, like people, some people actually want like a bridge, which I think is stupid. That's so much money. And also the thing with the bridges is you'd either you would have to like the hotels and stuff. You would have to the person working it would have to live there, True. or they'd have to commute to it every single day. Not to mention Unless they make cities along the way. Like I don't know how rig. easy it is to make a bridge in like incredibly deep water, but it seems pretty much they in- make oil rigs. It's not easy. Because you have to go all the way down. I was about to say, like I know in the middle of the bridge. Atlantic, we're kind of going deep there for yeah. a second. So, uh, yeah, remember the uh, the town from Clyde with a chance of meatballs was under the A in Atlantic. That's true. So maybe we could stop there. I, I don't see, know. Yeah, there's a town along the way. A lot Swallow of Swallow Falls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or now the town of Chew and Swallow, I mean. I believe it was Chew and Swallow originally. They, no, it was originally Swallow Falls, and they made it Chew and Swallow because of the food. What about the book? Does oh. the book have any bearing on this? Yeah, you're right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Because then that was the rebranding. Because then the really mm-hmm. fat mayor was like, "Welcome to Chew and Swallow," and then he ate a bunch of crap. Yeah. More Classic. Or less. Classic. Good movie. Book. Good movie. Spray on shoes. That it was a fun. It's a fun movie. It's a whimsical. I'll give you that. The book. Bu- the book is like depressing. It yeah. is. It is a depressing. It's a dark tale, y'all. It's a dark tale. All right, so we're going to jump right back into what we were planning on discussing, which is the <laughs> my bad. The cue for lack of a better term that amassed the line for the line for the line. Yes, the uh, the daisy chain of lines that amassed outside of Auburn Arena beginning at about um, the late after or the uh, the late m- about 12. Late morning. Um, I, we got some boots on the ground out there at about 11:30, 12. Over outside of Auburn Arena on the Village Green, where uh, some tents began sprouting out of the ground, and uh, chaos ensued for about the next uh, 28 hours. More or less that. Uh, the rec center, all of its tents had been rented out, and apparently Academy was out of its floor supply of tents. Huh. The planning was put together in all of two seconds, and what a chaotic display it was. I initially had plans to show up at a cool maybe 3 a.m., to get in that line. And then, as I'm broadcasting a game with Jacob Hillman for the Lee Scott Sports Network, we d- we discovered that it's bad. And I went straight from there to the line, got in line, and then chaos immediately ensued. And what an experience it was. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I honestly think this entire event broke the will of most Auburn basketball fans. Mm-hmm. But it was quite the time. I was motivated strictly by my dad and my mother reminding me that I need to have good sports stories because no matter what sporting event it may be, no matter what context it is, my dad can always just spew out some random sporting event that he was at and his entire story. His most popular being the chicken soup game from 1979. Maybe that's why he loves soup so much. It may be because the 1979 chicken soup game was the Cotton Bowl in Dallas between Notre Dame and Houston. My dad was there. Temperatures were 22 degrees but with a wind chill of negative six. My dad claims that he saw people sliding down the concrete ramps because they were frozen over. And Notre Dame played really horrible in the first half. Joe Montana was allegedly sick, and he went during halftime. And what did he do? He ate a bowl of chicken soup and led the comeback. And Notre Dame defeated Houston 35-34, to and my dad was there. I've heard that story maybe twice a year at, at a minimum. I'm so not sure if chicken soup would be my go-to at Well, time. I don't know why it was Joe Montana's go-to, but I'm going to trust Joe Montana on that I'd one. I'd get chicken and dumplings first. Ah, chicken I'd dumplings pick something too. more brothy, uh, like a well, consomme. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, Go it worked. Work. It worked. Can you get... choose chicken noodle soup for your I love halftime. chicken noodle soup. My, mom, my mom makes a mean chicken noodle soup, so if I, could get, if I could get my mom to give me a little bowl, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's so, that, so I was motivated by that to be able to have the story to tell, and mm-hmm. now – I do because good heavens. Yeah. What um, a absurdly ridiculous experience. I've seen some things. 
Uh, yeah, so um, I, th- I think my motto, my motto always lining up for these basketball games, you probably heard it out of my mouth before, but it's, it's better to have a good story than a good time is, is, is what gets me through uh, situations like this. Um, I, had a, I had a good chat with, uh, with one of our friends over at OA uh, News, Auburn Up Like a News, Justin Lee, who is a photographer. You've probably seen him uh, courtside, rinkside, fieldside at, at an Auburn sporting event taking photos, but he also does some great print work if you want to check out his work on Twitter by Justin Lee or over on the Auburn Up Like a News. But uh, we, had a, we had a good chat as we were observing the chaos on Friday night. Um, he affectionately referred to it as Peacock Woodstock. Um, due, due, good. due to the chaos that was brewing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I told him it's better to have a good story than a good time, and he, he seemed to latch onto that, and then th- that made its way into his uh, uh, kind of postmortem of, of the chaos as, uh, in his print articles. So. And you, you were the sole man running around. Uh, we'll, call it, we'll still call it Jungle City because that's what it was called during the moment, or Pearlville, yes, as it was before, called then. Before, before chaos. Before times. Before, before the trademarking and Bruce and all that nonsense, you were you were the you were the man running around making sure PR was as high as it could be till about three a.m. Yeah, but I must say, Jack, once you disappeared, <laughs> despair set in, and I think morale was at an all-time low from about three to six. What an event it was! I mean, you know, all I gotta say is, and I I have had incorrectly blamed Auburn Athletics for the debacle. You informed me yesterday it is not their responsibility. I don't remember whose mm-hmm. responsibility it is, but. All I got to say is they should all be writing letters to Bruce Pearl for saving their skin because if Auburn had lost that game against Kentucky, these would not be funny stories told by people. It would be, the, it would be this was the worst experience of my life, and we still lost. Because, I mean, legitimately, this, this, much like Kentucky from two years ago, was saved by a win. Because if Auburn didn't win this game, good heavens, I don't know what would have happened because – People were already making plans to go to Skybar after the game. People were saying, we'll see you at Tumors once, once we got in. People were expecting a win after all that they sat through. But what a game it was. And all I got to say is get your hands up for the Gettysburg Address, everybody. That's right. All right. Um, well, I did, I did post some pictures from uh, my experience out there in hashtag Jungle Village. If you want to check that out, you can go to at CDiscAU. Um, those are some pictures of what I captured. I'm sure there's plenty of others uh, floating around there on the inter- uh, internet. If you have a story or a picture you'd like to share with us from your experience over at Jungle Village, be sure to tweet at us, or you can call in and share it with us personally. But we are going to head to a quick break. It is the bottom of the hour, 8.30, so we will be back in just a little bit to continue the discussion here on Compact Discourse. Once again, that number is 334-844-9345, and that Twitter handle is at CDISC. AU if you want to check out those pictures or share some of your own you can just reply to that thread with that we'll be back with some more stories from the weekend and some more as we look ahead to the coming week I am Jack Hart joined alongside Alex Houston and Davis Carroll we'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show so don't touch that dial Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and we go FM.com. However you are listening uh, to us today, we thank you for doing so. Um, if you're wondering where the video live stream is, it is not happening today, but it will be returning in the near future as we have some new and exciting equipment set up and uh, you'll be seeing our beautiful faces in uh, live and living color and beautiful 4K, um, hopefully with no uh, graphical errors as, as we had in the past. So we're looking forward to that. I'm joined alongside Alex and Davis, who are coming at you from the Bradley Basin Studios here on the campus of Auburn University. It is still 47 degrees this morning, and uh, it's still cloudy. So if you are making the trip, if you are uh, on your way to a morning class right now or laying in bed thinking about skipping it, um, be sure to bundle up if you make it out of the house today because it, it will be chilly and rainy. So plan accordingly and uh, be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. All right, we're going to jump right back into the show. We've discussed Auburn basketball climbing to number one in the country. Auburn ladies basketball is at home against Tennessee tonight as well as at home against uh, Kentucky on Thursday, a rescheduled game. So we have the pleasure of getting three ladies games in one week here in Auburn Arena. So 
t- uh, take advantage of that opportunity if you are uh, in in the in the market for some Auburn hoops, but don't want to uh, you know set a set a bonfire and uh, camp out. Um, so there there are plenty of opportunities there, and uh, they're a lot of fun. I've been to a couple ladies games so far this season as part of the jungle, and uh, we've had a good time. And uh, you can you can you can bring the noise. Uh, I guarantee you the refs will hear you if you yell, if you yell at them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some people were yelling some things a little too early in the game on Saturday, but absolutely. And it was what an environment it was. I've never been in a place quite like that. I mean, every single layup, rebound, steal, drawn foul sounded like it was a game-winning shot. It was the craziest environment I've ever been a part of, and I still believe it's all because of how delirious everybody was, because I think the state of delirium just mm-hmm. led to people being even crazier, which included myself, because to quote my friend who was sitting next to me, I was apparently feral. I don't know if that's if that's an accurate term to describe my uh, actions during the game, but it was getting hostile. Things were getting crazy. There is a great metric to determine how loud it is getting in Auburn Arena, and that is whether or not confetti falls from the ceiling. Um, some of you are old enough to remember back when Auburn won the regular season championship Louis many years ago. There was some ke- uh, blue and yellow confetti shot into the air, and some of it landed up in the rafters of Auburn Arena. And when things get crazy in Auburn Arena, confetti will fall as it gets shaken off the rafters uh, from the building, pre- almost coming coming down. Uh, from from the roof shaking. So, I was not aware of that until Jacob showed me that video yesterday. Yeah, so I, was, I, I think the, I've seen it happen before, but Saturday was the first time I've seen it happen twice in one game. So Yeah, that was the, the base was boosted that game, too. That was, that was just so loud. Everything mm-hmm. was crazy. People were yelling all kinds of things at Calipari. It was, it was a good time. And, of course, though, you know, according to Calipari, it wasn't a big game. So I guess, you know, I guess we're just, it's all overblown. So, because apparently, according to Kentucky, it's not a very big game. And yeah, if Auburn had any honor, they'd uh, they'd go play and rub. Yeah, like, exactly. Today. If they had any amount of dignity, much like if Kentucky had any amount of dignity, they would have played Auburn twice in the Elite Eight because they had Auburn didn't have Chumo Kiki, except that didn't have to happen because Auburn ran them out of the gym, at least towards the end there. But, you know, whatever. Sure, not a big game. Whatever, Calipari. He's just mad that the SEC, he can't just walk through it with teams like Auburn going 11-30. and 30. But don't worry, Tony Barbie's gone and everything's okay. But anyway, that's, that's my little rant. That's right. Boom. Uh, anyway, Davis, you said you had a question for I me. do. About the line. Yes, go ahead. I heard oh, yes. it's 6 a.m. Yes. Four hours before the, yes. the, line, or the line officially opened, yes. or the doors opened, that is. Yes. People started sprinting or running towards the front. Sort of. So a big Aub- crush happened. Auburn's, and again, I won't say specifically what department in Auburn, because as you said, Jack, it's not. I don't. I don't know exactly who is to blame for this. It's the line department. <clears throat> evidently, Auburn, in all of their wisdom, and uh, decided that they were gonna let a line begin, but then put small barricades about twenty-five feet from the door, and then they were gonna open those again and allow another rush to take place. I don't know why, but. I was asleep at the time, and I woke up at around 6. And I woke up, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay awake because, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen again. And I started to see people stand up. People started to grab their things. And I was like, I'm looking at my two friends, Emily and Keenan, and I'm like, we've got to go now. <laughs> you know what? So, you know what it seemed like it was the apocalypse. It was. It was war, Davis. It was war. Anyway, Um, but so – we grabbed our things. We grabbed our bags, our blankets. I had all my pink blankets because I was very cold. And um, then you could just see it. You could just see the domino effect of the line just shift forward. I'm like, it's about to happen. And the second there's a gap between you, you just get pushed. We didn't choose to run. We were pushed. And mind you, people had set alarms for about 6.45 to get ready for the 7 a.m. push they knew was going to happen. There were people still asleep in sleeping bags. We were stepping over people. Like we didn't have a choice. We couldn't. We couldn't decide we were going. The line carried us through. People. There were people still sleeping chairs. People still hung over in their chairs. A lot of nonsense going on. So that's what happened. So then, for about three and a half hours, we stood with maybe maybe three inches of space between us and the next person. And then when the doors opened, I swear it was probably some of the most. It was just the most confusing pain I've ever felt in my life because it was it was as if. You laid on the ground on your stomach, and I just put my two hands on your back and just pressed down. And that was for 35 minutes. It was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. And again, the simple fact is, 
we're very lucky that somebody did not sustain serious injuries. I heard someone passed out during the game. Some somebody did. There was a girl in the line also crying because she couldn't breathe. Because I mean, you were being impressive. I got my arm stuck between two people, and I was like, if that line starts moving, I don't know what's going to happen to my arm. I don't know. Like I mean, obviously, I didn't think it was going to like get broken because it wasn't that forceful. Obviously, but you know, you, it was getting crazy. And the, and the fact of the matter is, the university is very lucky that nobody has been injured and nobody died. To be quite frank, I'm just saying, like. People, people say, oh, what, it's just a crowd of people running. I mean, what happened at Astroworld, exactly? I'm just saying. People were stampeding and running to get somewhere, and that's the exact same thing that happened here. I wouldn't say the exact just same Just asking thing. questions. Uh, what do you mean? He's messing with you. Um, but, I, like, it was just it was a crazy experience. I mean, all it takes is one person to fall down, and nobody sees him and helps them, and they're just going to get – I mean, people did get stampeded legitimately. We did not run over anybody, but it was a crazy experience, and I think – we're all very lucky that nobody sustained any serious injuries as far as I can tell. Well, there's still two more games, so. And there's more games than two, that. I know. Two more Jungleville. Plenty, but of, it's just, plenty of time for it's that. It's frustrating because this, the same thing happened two years ago, and there was no adjustment made on, on anybody's well, I don't part. think they expected something like this to happen again. Why, Davis? Something, well, I think people, I think maybe they expect people. Okay, what I'm saying is I don't think they expected another game day situation. Where people got crushed. Why? I don't think they expect us to be number one this year, Alex. Well, okay, okay, okay. Yes, Davis. But the fact of the matter is... The game bo- day was a special situation because game day was here. It wasn't just a regular game. But but the, the rush happened trying to get into the game. I, I understand that, but I, I don't think they made adjustments because they thought... You know how Mobile doesn't buy snow plows and stuff? Yeah. Why don't they buy snow plows? Because it's such a rare event... Why would they buy snow? Okay, Davis, and you've got a team that went to the Final Four two years ago. You've got a you've got a group of fans. Oh, that why are we arguing about this? It's not it's not my job to do it. I'm go just, go complain to the people. You started arguing. What? I Move made a on. statement, Ask, and you and you decided to no. challenge me on that statement. So how did how you does, said, whatever? What? I don't care enough to argue about this. Then why why does did it you matter? start arguing about you, it? This is a mutual starting this argument. How was it wasn't it just I wasn't like you know what I'm gonna fight Alex on. I this. made a statement, and you challenged that statement. How is that We're me to starting an argument? We we'll have to play back the tape. But anyway. Overall, it was a very fun event, the game specifically. There were some very funny moments, including the moments trying to get a shirt on a, le- on a light pole. I don't know really why that happened, but that lasted an hour. But it was chaotic, and it really was. I mean, there's kind of a lot of negatives to take away from it. I don't think a lot of people are never going to do anything like that again because of how bad it got, especially at 6 a.m. when we sat there. And Auburn brought out the, uh, the, the uh, space heaters at 7 a.m. as the temperature already began to rise, but that was good anyway. And... Yeah, people were craving for food. It was a very chaotic event. But I do shout out the Jungle leadership for keeping morale and supplying some food, as well as Auburn Twitter. Good for them on raising $7,000 for Outlive, as also getting $4,000 worth of hand warmers, food, and blankets for the people in Jungle City, Auburn, Jungle Village, whatever it's called. But yeah, that's... Jack, what are you thinking? Man, um, I was just looking at my my Snapchat memories from two years ago today, and that would have been the... uh, the Big 12 SEC Challenge from 2020 when Auburn played Iowa State. and uh, I don't even remember that game. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have a, a Snapchat of me. Let's see. I'm like the sixth person in line at 5.33 in the morning. So Wow. Very quaint. I believe, back, back in the days yeah, when people could get in line be- at decent times. I believe that was a 1 p.m. tip-off. Um, I think if, if you want a, a, real good, a real good collection of stories, you can go listen to Last week's episode of the scoreboard with Bay and Jacob. Now, uh, Bay and Jacob are, if I'm a veteran of the line, then they are just like grizzled veterans of the line. Uh, how back in 2019, 2020, how we, we, we'd get excited if oh, we'd be, oh, the line's out to the trees. Oh, the line's all the way to the steps. And like, line never got to village dining. But now, I mean, when I'm showing up for the games uh, three hours before um, to take care of my jungle responsibilities, I'll be walking through the village three hours before we'll have, I mean, if it's not if it's not to village dining, we're disappointed. So the line the line for Georgia, the worst team in the SEC, was to Donahue. So mm-hmm. it's it's an insane. And, and I uh, think if you if you believe it or not, more students attended the Georgia game than the Kentucky game. I believe because the line looked so miserable, people just weren't willing mm-hmm. to try it. Cause but uh, I will say, if you are out there and you're a student, and you're listening. I cannot say with 100 percent certainty about Georgia, but I will say that. I don't believe a single student was turned away from the Kentucky game. There is yeah. so much standing room 
in Auburn Arena, that you, if you would want to be part of the jungle, even in a reduced capacity up in standing room, uh, you can. And I will say, Video Board will give you some love up there if you, if you make a scene. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, it was just – it was crazy. And I think it's just – it really comes down to a perfect combination of so many things. One, this team is that good. They're number one. And two, I mean, all of Bruce Pearl's teams have been fun to watch, but I don't know if there's a team that's more fun to watch than this one. Just with everything that they do, whether it's just watching KD Johnson every time he's on the court and seeing what he does. I still swear during the Alabama game there was at one point – he was walking back and forth with his fist clenched, just pacing around. I thought he was going to kill somebody. It was crazy. And that was, of course, during the incredible takeover of Coleman Coliseum. The mobilization of the Auburn fan base in such a short time really is something to just, I mean, look back in awe at. But, yeah. That's true. And speaking of the takeover of Coleman Coliseum, we are very much looking forward to the takeover of Stegman Coliseum coming up here on February the 5th, if you are able to make the uh, short drive over to Athens, Georgia. We would love nothing more than to turn uh, Stegman Coliseum orange and blue at noon on Saturday, February 5th. And so. even if even if you can't, just look at the ticket prices for all Georgia basketball games and see how ridiculous the price hike yeah. is for the I think, game. I think they might give you 40 bucks to come to a game uh, if it's not the Auburn Georgia, game. Georgia tickets, it's like 6 bucks per regular game, and then Auburn average ticket price, $125. So. Yep. It Such spreads. is the nature of being uh, the number one team in the nation. Welcome to the jungle. All right, with that, we're going to head to a quick break. So once again, if you have something you'd like to share with the show, if you have a story from Jungle Village, a story from the game on Saturday, or a story about an upcoming road trip, if you were in Coleman Coliseum or plan to go to Stegman with us, uh, we would love to hear from you. We've also got plenty more coming up on the show. We'll be discussing um, campus goings-ons, uh, what's, what's big in the news, and... Uh, over the big things, I think Davis has some stories about his professors to share with us. So all that and more is coming up on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hartorn, alongside Alex and Davis, as usual here, welcoming you in on a beautiful Tuesday morning. It is the 25th day of January, year of our Lord, 2022. It's warmed up to 50 degrees as the sun has peaked out around the clouds. We are expecting a little bit of rain this morning, so if you are heading to that morning class or your uh, gainful employment, please plan accordingly and dress dry. All right, we're going to jump right back into the show. We are joined by Alex and Davis, as we were before for the previous 45 minutes. We were also joined by Grayson Moyer. Welcome to the show, Grayson. Hello. Glad to have you in the studio with us. A uh, new-looking studio uh, since, la- since last we met. Uh, new carpet, um, new cameras, lots of new. This new board. That nobody can see that you're buttons, pointing to. Buttons. I'm pressing you're, the because buttons. Because this I'm, is still audio only. I'm pressing I the buttons. You how to use the buttons I'm pressing yet. the buttons. <laughs> what um, exactly do the buttons do, Jack? Do you know? Well, uh, no. Real soon. <laughs> That's unfortunate. We're learning. Right. Um, so we're going to jump right back into things here. Um, Davis, how, how is school starting for you? It's going Uh-oh. pretty good. First week of school wasn't too good because I had COVID. Oh, so it finally caught up to me after two years of avoiding it. I was running around. You never caught it before, really? Nope. Wow. I'm like someone in here. I'm not a plague rat, Alex. What does that (laughs) mean, Davis? I'm just kidding. You almost gave me COVID one time, so I'm still resentful of that. I didn't know I had COVID that one time. You almost gave me it, regardless. But but you didn't get it. Yeah. You want me to to say the example I gave the week after that happened? What was the example? A guy shoots a gun at me and misses. I'm still not going to be. I'm still not going to be trustful of around him if he has a gun. Bro, man, but I didn't know I had the gun. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. So, in the, what, this is the third week of class? Yes. Even though it feels like it shouldn't be because we've had a three-day week and a four-day week. Yes, third week of class. Uh, in my third week of class, one of my classes I've only been to one time because first week I had COVID, so I couldn't go, obviously. Uh, the second week, I had there was one class. One of those days, his car broke down on the way from Birmingham, which he, where he commutes from. This is Dr. Marcus. If you're listening, Dr. Marcus, I'm very, I'm very sorry about your car troubles. 
Uh, and today he emailed me at 8, not just me, he emailed everybody at 8 with the tagline, unbelievable but true, ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably, you, you I was won't at a, believe it. I was at a wreck driving down from Birmingham this morning, parentheses, where I live. I'm fine, though my car is not. So, so upset to have to cancel again. We'll pick up with today's reading on Thursday. Thankfully, it was canceled because I didn't do the reading. So there's that. Sorry, wow. Dr. Marcus. I, you know, I was so busy. Tequila Monday last night. I didn't have time to read it. It is what it is. Uh, see him on Thursday. Get the, I'll get the reading done by then. Well, you might not see him on Thursday. Well, yeah, at this point. His house might get blown away <laughs> by a tornado. His, his other car might get hijacked or something. His, his rental. That's the class where, where I've posed the question, why do we jaywalk? Because mm. it's fun. And I like breaking laws. Is it because it's immoral, an immoral law? No. Hmm. I'm not going to get into this question because it's... We, we jaywalk for the sake of efficiency. I'll get into this question. I can't wait to derail was, this show. I was about to say, like, it seems just a matter of efficiency, not, ooh, can't wait to dare this car to hit me. It's more like... No, no, you don't understand. I guess I don't understand. There's two views of laws, oh, of why laws oh, exist. Okay, okay here, here we, we go. go. I'm not going <laughs> to... No, do it, this. do it. There's legal positivism yeah. that says that laws are made by the people in power, so just laws, so laws can be evil. Okay. And then there's the other view that laws are based on like a moral, be, like a moral duty. So like de jure versus de facto? Uh, I mean like kind of, but like the laws that we have, like murder, you know, that's immoral to murder someone, so that's why murder is a law. Right. Is like the other view. Okay. So, and when you, there's obviously civil disobedience, you break a law if you see it as immoral. So right. why do we do things like speed or jaywalk? Oh, uh, that's the social contract. The, uh, the you, Alex, you can't just words. say words. Yeah. No, you have to explain okay, so yourself. The, the, the idea, oh, yeah, that's the jingo the idea with the, <laughs> I know about the social contract. The idea with the social contract. I know, you know what, what it is. We all know the social contract. Yes. Okay, so then why are, you all, why are you all telling me to explain it? Because, because, because I don't other think you don't. know the social contract. I do know the social contract. You can't just contract. go, oh, yeah, that's a social contract. you gotta, you got to say why it's a social contract. The idea is it's essentially an understanding between the government and its citizens that the government will outlaw certain things for their safety. That's not what the social that's contract least, is. That's at least how it was described in class yesterday. <laughs> you sign a social contract to live under the government, so you pay taxes and they protect you. Exactly. Quote, unquote, signed by being born into the society. Yes. It's, this is not the point. Yeah. That's, so why do we jaywalk? You're still way off base. It's, it's, why do we I mean, jaywalk? What? Why do we jaywalk? I mean, just because if we know, I mean, the idea is you don't want to do it while there's cars coming. Not why but, it's illegal, but why do we do it? Why do we do it? What, what's the motivation behind jaywalking? Uh, do we break? Do we jaywalk? Are we breaking the law of jaywalking because it's immoral, or do we see it as it shouldn't be a law? I mean, it's just a matter because of if, if we see laws as all good from the moral standpoint, we wouldn't break it. I see. Well, I would say, but it's, or you could say it's just a dumb law. That's why we break it. Or there's another reason. I mean, I've been thinking about this. I think I, I still don't have I an think, answer. I think I must Besides, concur with more efficient. I must concur with the idea of efficiency and restlessness. Because yes. yes, you can wait at a light until the light turns red and the walk sign button goes off. But I mean. If you know that you will not be hit by a car because there's no car coming, why bother waiting? Mm-hmm. If take... there's no car coming, I don't think it's even a law at that point. Well, no, but I mean, it is. It but shouldn't it, be. But I, well, yeah, Okay, well, there you go. Be. So if, if you're posing the question, why is it a law, why don't you pose the question, why shouldn't it be a law under these circumstances? Hmm. That's why they've got a bunch of little pedestrian crosswalks everywhere. The Except then, contract. then there's people that just drive through that and wave at you, and I don't really know exactly what their purpose of that is. They're apologizing for driving through it. But but, but like they've got a lot of time to stop. Just yeah. stop. Why do they break that? Law? That's oh. a good question. That I, I don't think really that know. one efficiency. I, I think they that think one might stupid. I think those people are just bad people. But you know, I, I think guess that one depends. just might be like you know, like sometimes you just kind of zone out, just go through it. That's that's not like a civil disobedience thing. I hope you don't ever drive down car. Mag Davis. There's a. I, I mean, there's, there's I, about, pay I mean, I pay attention, uh-huh. but like some people don't. I do. I stop at all the things. I, I look both ways, it's, especially by three twenty, because I know. Let's during roll class. the tape back fifteen seconds where you said, "When people like me aren't." Paying I did not attention. say like me. Do <laughs> not do not put words in it. my mouth. You used the I did pronoun not say like I. me. No, 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 no. Incorrect. No, I did not. I'm gonna concur with Grayson on this one. And oh say my that. lord! Roll the tape back. I did not say like <laughs> this me. Is, this is the second I, I would not time. Like me co- was in square brackets. I would not. I that, oh yeah, yeah. So you're adding that in after the fact. I am. I'm being inflammatory because it makes good radio. <laughs> Boo. That's right. All right. So Davis is gonna run over his professor on the way to class. <laughs> On Thursday is what I've decided. I'm sorry, Dr. Marcus. That seems like the logical <laughs> conclusion of what we've been uh, discussing here today. Unfortunate. I hope your car gets better. 
Get well soon. I don't, can, can he even? Can he even? Can he, chicken soup. Does he get Weagle on the way from Birmingham? Probably. No. Weagle reaches pretty far. No. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It, it does. gets all the way to Montgomery. Okay, I, I will say it doesn't reach far in my car, but that may be because my car is crap. I'll, I'll say that then. Now, my car not very good. I'll say that. I forgot what I was going to say. Davis, I had something, I had something humorous. Um, oh, you know, like when you, you ever read the thing, like when your car crashes and the radio plays, just keeps playing. You just hear us talking while his car is just yeah. like in a ditch. Getting towed away. I always make sure I'm listening to something good just in case I get into a car wreck <laughs> so the the cops know what I'm about. So it's nothing embarrassing? Yeah. yeah. I'm not listening to like, uh, like a epic rap battles. Like a self-help podcast. In, in, in the vein of the jaywalking, actually. Sorry, one final thought on this. Should hit America it. move on to the law of Italy where anytime you hit a pedestrian at all, you lose your driver's license? So there are there are no crosswalks. People just walk in front of the street at any time. That's that's a, that is seems a totally like different a weird kind of way to come at it. Seems draconian. It yeah. it, it, it well, is not even it is the draconian. law. It's it weird. Seems silly from a pedestrian they safety have, perspective because you're not actually going to reduce pedestrian deaths like that. And you're also it's totally. But apparently di- it has. It's different I don't know. streets. I mean, mo- that's true. Out, mo- uh, it, it, it that's true. The streets United are not States as have large like, and wide. Highways. That's true. And then, uh, imagine we Italy's try that on like the road. No, no, I I agree with you. I was just I was just putting forth the idea for discussion. But I agree because it was it was chaotic. But like you would not believe how quickly people stop there because you know. They don't really have yeah. a choice. Road, roads are not a one-size-fits-all solution. True, true, true. There's a there's a good reason we don't have roundabouts instead of red lights, as we once discussed on my ill-fated show. Roundabouts are terrible. I'm just no, okay. bad take. Boo. Roundabouts are awesome. Again, I don't again, like round. Not I like, all situations. I don't like. I I, I like I roundabouts, roundabouts. I don't like roundabouts because most people don't know how to drive in a roundabout, and it's annoying. Oh, That's is, why. Is that the roundabout's fault? No, but it's it's. When it's they a plan fault. on being a roundabout. It's a fault. It's a fault of a lot of things. And it's when they came for the roundabouts, I was silent. Or <laughs> I was not a roundabout. The cart pulling the horse. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. Is something seen because it's in the state of being seen? All right, never mind. No, it's not the time. I was just, I was just making a joke. I'm not going to over because I'm about to end it. And, all right. <laughs> the um, show ending because it's in the state of being seen. With that, we are going to get out of here today. All right, at this point, uh, I'd like to remind you, thanks for listening today. Thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, however you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for links to the podcast, information about the show, and important updates, and some pictures from today. Uh, you can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show like Jacob did today and join the conversation. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Insta- Twitter, Instagram, at WEGL underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content to fans of the station. With that, for Jack Hart, Alex Houston, Davis Carroll, and Grayson Moyer, it's been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you Wednesday morning, tomorrow at 8 a.m. And uh, this is Jack Hart signing off. As always, uh, War Eagle. Have a great day. But I'm trying to see a colorful bird.